Fundamentals of Baptism. Hello, my wonderful friends. I'm here again with the fourth episode on this topic of baptism. I want to deal with the fundamentals of baptism in this episode. So, which one comes first? Baptism in water or praying in tongues? Well, there is no specific order. Some pray in tongues first, as soon as they get saved, before they are baptized in water. And others get baptized in water and immediately begin talking in tongues. And remember, there are two different baptisms. There's baptism in water, and then there's baptism in the Spirit. Two different types, and I've mentioned these in our past episodes. Acts chapter 10, verse 44 to 48. While Peter yet spoke these words, the Holy Spirit fell on all those who heard the word. Now, this is Acts 10, verse 44. Peter is explaining about Jesus, his birth, his death, his resurrection. As he spoke, this is the house of Cornelius, they were all so eager that they began bubbling in tongues before Peter stopped or before he finished his sermon. They just began bubbling in tongues. And Peter was surprised and he said, look, these guys have already received the Holy Spirit. They're already saved. They're talking in tongues. They're baptizing the Holy Spirit. And he said, let's go and baptize them in water. So you see, these guys get baptized with the Holy Spirit and then they get baptized in water. Now, the significant reason why you should be baptized in water is because it depicts the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's very significant. It brings the difference between the idolatry of your past life and the newness of your life in Christ Jesus. And you'll find this in my first episode on baptism. All this is explained. So these guys bubble in tongues because the Spirit of God has filled them. The words of Peter were so powerful, full of conviction. And when they heard these words, they were baptized in the Holy Spirit and started bubbling in tongues. Verse 45 of Acts 10. And those of the circumcision who believed were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Spirit. Wow. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then answered Peter, Can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized who have received the Holy Spirit as well as we? Verse 48. And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Then they requested him to stay for a number of days. So now, Peter baptizes Cornelius and his entire household after they began praying in tongues. Remember the story of Peter taking a nap and getting into a trance and a certain sheet was brought and upon the sheet were all manner of creatures that were forbidden by the Levitical law. The Israelites were forbidden, forbidden from eating them. And a voice came, the voice of God saying, Peter, rise, kill and eat. And Peter said, from childhood I've not eaten things that are unclean. And God said, don't call what I have declared clean, unclean. This was not about food, but this was about God showing mercy to the Gentiles. God was preparing Peter to go and preach to the house of Cornelius. Can you imagine that God can send such an anointed minister just for your house? This is why he sent me to your life this day, to bring you good news. He loves you. He loves your house. He wants you baptized in the Holy Spirit. 
He wants you to begin bubbling in tongues. I have a teaching on tongues, an entire teaching on tongues. And you can listen to it. Just look for it. Go for Apostle Joseph Helen or just Joseph Helen and look for benefits of talking in tongues. And you'll find out the beauties of being baptized in the Holy Spirit. So Peter was being trained by the Holy Spirit not to discredit, neither to discriminate the Gentiles. Because before then, the apostles never believed that the Holy Spirit could ever, ever fail Gentiles. They thought Gentiles were condemned forever. But the Spirit of God changed their minds. They were growing in the things of God. As Peter spoke, they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And after they were filled with the Holy Spirit, which is really a sign that somebody is now saved, Peter said, Can anybody forbid water that these upon whom the Holy Spirit has fallen shouldn't be baptized? And they were baptized in the name of the Lord. Not in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, in the name of the Lord. I explained to you in the last episode about the power in the name of Jesus. The power of atonement is the name of Jesus. So when you say in the mighty name of Jesus, things begin to happen because it's as if Jesus himself is saying those words. Okay? So how long should one take before they're baptized after being saved? Well, they should be baptized as soon as they believe. It should be immediate. The moment you believe in Jesus Christ, you'll be baptized in water. And you probably would start talking in tongues even before the water. Or you could be baptized in water and you begin speaking in tongues as soon as you get out of the water. Or a few days later. It really doesn't matter. What God is interested in right now is a relationship with you, not the law. It's not about precepts. It's not about a set of rules. It's about a family that is living and loving. Okay? So as soon as one is a believer, they should be baptized. Okay? Acts 16 verse 33. And he took them, and he took them the same hour of the night, and washed their stripes, and was baptized he and all his at that time. Remember Paul and Silas? And uh, how they were locked up and they began in the middle of the night to sing and praise the Lord and the angel of the Lord released them, removed their shackles and opened all the doors. And the prison warden thought that the prisoners had escaped and he was about to kill himself. And Paul said, no, no, don't harm yourself, you're all here. And he took them into his house. He took Paul and Silas and all those prisoners and took them into his house and fed them and washed them and bandaged their wounds because they had been beaten as a result of the gospel. And this guy believed, the prison man, yeah? The soldier believed and he was baptized that very same night. You see, you believe and you're baptized, okay? So baptism, in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and baptism in the name of Jesus is explained thus. If you're baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, that means you're baptized under the baptism of John. In this type of baptism, you don't really get the Holy Spirit. And this is baptism that depicts repentance from dead works. So if you're baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, you merely got wet. It really didn't work. Because it's not done according to the prescription given clearly by the Holy Spirit, who is the owner, the founder of the church of Jesus Christ today. The church belongs to the Holy Spirit. And if you're baptized in the name of Jesus, then the Holy Spirit answers to the name of Jesus. You see, in the book of John 14, in verse 26, the Bible says, But the Comforter, whom the Father will send in my name, the Holy Spirit, who will respond to my name, 
So that when you say in the name of Jesus, the Holy Spirit responds. The Bible says that comforter who the Father would send in his name, that he'll teach you all things and bring to your remembrance the things that you've been taught. So the Holy Spirit is the owner of the church and he only responds to the name of Jesus. He does not respond to the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. He responds to one name. Because the Bible says there's no other name given to men by which men ought to be saved except the name of Jesus. So when you say in the mighty name of Jesus, the Holy Spirit swings into action with immediate effect. I remember I, I woke up very early today because I had some work to do. And I also slept quite late. So I think I only had two hours of sleep. I need to make up for my lack of sleep somewhat. And I remember telling the Holy Spirit, I just mumbled a few words. The Holy Spirit wake, wake me up at 4.30 and then I fell asleep in the name of Jesus. Because I know he answers to the name of Jesus. And at 4.30 I was awake. No alarm, no nothing. I don't use alarms at all. When I need to go to the airport, I never miss my flight. The Spirit of God will ensure that I'm awake at the right time. He wakes me up at the right time. He's so faithful, he listens. If you know how to use the name of Jesus, when you say in the name of Jesus, the Spirit of God responds to that name. He answers for the name. He's sent in the name of Jesus. Okay? So when you say in the name of Jesus, he responds because that also is his name. Okay? And he was able to wake me up. And I got to do whatever I needed to do. I was right in time and the Lord blessed me and I had tremendous success. You see? So if you're baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, it doesn't work. But if you're baptized in the name of Jesus, the Spirit of God swings into action because he's the owner of the church. He's the one who's brought us salvation. Okay? So if you look at the book of Acts chapter 19 from verse 1 to 6, the Bible says that it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus and finding certain disciples, he said to them, Have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? And they said to him, We have not so much as heard whether there is any Holy Spirit. These guys believed but didn't even know the Holy Spirit existed. They didn't even know that the honor of the church existed. They didn't know that the honor of the church was there. Yeah? And he said to them, Into what then were you baptized? You see, He's asking them, Paul is asking them, if you don't know the Holy Spirit, then how are you baptized? Who baptized you? And into what were you baptized? Because it's significant that you're baptized in the right name for you to receive the Holy Spirit. And they said, into John's baptism. Now, John's baptism was done in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But the baptism that comes by the power of the Holy Spirit is done in the name of Jesus. So verse 4 of Acts 19 says, Then said Paul, John truly baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe in him who should come after him, that is, in Christ Jesus. Why is he saying Christ Jesus? Because Christos, Christ, Yeshua, Jesus, or Jesus, Jesus. Um, Christ means the anointed one. Jesus means the Savior, anointed Savior. And who brings the anointing? The Holy Spirit. Something they didn't have before. In, see, before Jesus resurrected, the Holy Spirit never really filled people. He came upon them. And only for a purpose and for a season, then he would lift off. 
But after Jesus resurrected, the Spirit of God came to be domiciled with us and in us. He never leaves. So this is why Paul is asking, into what name were you baptized? Yeah. Into what name were you baptized? And they said, we were baptized into John's baptism. Okay. But John baptized with the baptism of repentance, change of mind, saying to the people that they should believe in him who should come after him, that is, in Christ Jesus. Verse 5. So when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Do you see that? They were not baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Do you see the difference now? If you're baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, you don't get the Holy Spirit. Even after you start bubbling in tongues, that baptism ends up being meaningless. A meaningless affair. But if you're baptized in the name of Jesus, it becomes the death and the resurrection. So you are dead to the world and the world is dead to you. You are alive unto righteousness. That's what happens to you. The word of God becomes alive. The things of God become alive. You begin to appreciate a relationship with Jesus. Revelation becomes your daily bread. Oh, hallelujah. Verse 6 of Acts 19. And when Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. They spoke in tongues and immediately began to prophesy. The gifts of the Spirit of God were immediately activated in their lives. So these 12 from Ephesus got saved and were baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit according to what Jesus went through in the baptism of John. Okay? Now in Matthew 28 verse 19, the Bible says, Go ye therefore, and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Now, this is the baptism of John, which is the same baptism that was given to Jesus. Okay. Now, there is baptism in the name of Jesus. And then you know who responds to the name of Jesus? The Holy Spirit himself. That's why this guy is in Acts 19. said, we've not even heard of him. We don't know that any such thing as the Holy Spirit exists. And after Paul baptized them in the name of Jesus and then touched them, they immediately began talking in tongues, glorifying God, the Bible says, and prophesying. This is such powerful, powerful truth. That baptism can cause you to prophesy. You immediately become prophetic. You begin to see in the spiritual realm. You begin to hear in the spiritual realm. You begin to see invisible things. You begin to speak the wonderful, wonderful verities, wonderful truths that come from the heart of God because of being baptized correctly. Ladies and gentlemen, we cannot overemphasize the significance of baptism in the name of Jesus. So the instructions given in Matthew 28 verse 19 well, for those who were there before the resurrection of Jesus. So the Holy Spirit had not yet been poured out. And this is why these 12 Ephesians who were baptized this way had to be baptized again in Jesus' name. So you need to be baptized again if you are not baptized properly with this revelation. You need to be baptized again. Because Paul re-baptized these guys. He said all oh, the first time it was just an experience in the water. But if it's done in the name of Jesus, then it is an experience that completely overhauls your lifestyle. You begin to speak differently, talking in tongues and prophesying and glorifying God. And the moment you begin to talk in tongues, that means power has been released 
into your life. You can cast out demons, you can heal the sick, you can raise the dead, you can cleanse the lepers, you can do all the mighty signs and wonders, you can perform miracles in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. You see, notice that this guy speak in tongues after they were baptized. Unlike in the, in the case of Cornelius' household, where they spoke in tongues before baptism in water. So the order doesn't really matter. So God wants all his children to be baptized. He got all the Israelites baptized into Moses. God wants everybody, young and old, baptized. 1 Corinthians 10 verse 2 says it. And were all baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. See, these guys were baptized into Moses, into the doctrine of the law. And these other ones in the book of Acts chapter 19 were baptized into John. And now the, uh, Paul comes and says, you need to baptize into Jesus, in the name of Jesus. So those who went through the Red Sea were baptized into Moses. 1 Corinthians 12 verse 13 says, For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we are Jews or Gentiles, whether we are slaves or free, and have been all made to drink into one spirit. All right, do you see that? All of us have been baptized into one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, whether slaves or free, and we've all been made to drink into one spirit. The same way the Israelites drank from the rock, and they said the rock was Jesus. So this explains why it's okay to baptize children. It's absolutely fine because when the Israelites were going through the Red Sea, no child was left out. In fact, strangely enough, even the animals went through the Red Sea. Even the animals were baptized because going through the Red Sea and being under the cloud meant they were baptized. Okay, it may sound controversial to you, but that's what the Bible says. 1 Corinthians 10 verse 2 and 1 Corinthians 12 verse 13. So, is it right to baptize anyone on behalf of the dead? Well, there is a popular belief among certain people in the world that if one died before knowing Jesus, then somebody who is alive and is related to them can be baptized on their behalf so that they don't go to hell. Now, that's unscriptural. It's a practice that the Jews had because they didn't have the revelation of what baptism was really. That's why in 1 Corinthians 15 verse 29, Paul asks them rhetorically, Otherwise, what shall they do who are baptized for the dead, if the dead do not rise at all? Why are they then baptized for the dead? He was saying, why do you guys have this practice? That for this man to resurrect, the one who is dead now, for him to resurrect, somebody needs to be baptized on his behalf because he died without being baptized. For that reason, he might not resurrect because baptism means dying with Jesus and resurrecting with him. And this one died before he was baptized. So we need to get a relative to be baptized on their behalf. So Paul says, okay, you got the concept right that baptism is about resurrection. And if what you guys believe is true, then what's the point baptizing for the dead if there's no resurrection at all? Because they were arguing against the concept of resurrection. They were arguing against it. So Paul said, okay, you guys baptize for the dead because you hope that that dead person who died without baptism would now resurrect because somebody has been baptized on their behalf. So he says, okay, if that were the case, then what would you do for those who are baptized for the dead if there is no resurrection? Are you understanding it now? Now, some people go to the extent of thinking that this means that if somebody dies who was not baptized, then their relative will be baptized on their behalf. For that reason, they are rescued forever. No, no one can believe for you. They believe for yourself. Jesus is your personal savior, not your corporate savior. Yes, he saves the church corporately because that's his body, but he's interested in a personal relationship with you. So ladies and gentlemen, it's significant for you as God's child 
to be baptized. See all these benefits. And I'd like you to go through this teaching over and over and over again. If you're listening to me and you don't know Jesus, your Lord and Savior, please say this prayer after me so that you may be saved. That means you may be baptized into Jesus. And straight after you get this salvation, just begin to talk in tongues. It comes straight away. Don't think too much about it. It's a spiritual thing. It's not a mental exercise. You just open your mouth and begin to talk. You might not speak the way I do because I have spoken in tongues for many years. So I have grown in talking in tongues. Yours might just be That's still fine. But say it boldly and God will give you more and more vocabulary as you expand the words that you speak. Say this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe in you. I believe that you're the Son of God. I believe that you died on the cross for my sin and rose again for my justification. Today I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I receive eternal life into my spirit. I am now saved. Glory to Jesus. If you've prayed that prayer, you're now a child of God, saved, born from above. Thank you for listening to me. Please share this with your friends. Favorite it. From whatever podcast platform you're listening please share favorite make sure your friends know about this and give us a rating send me a message i'll respond to you personally i love you very much and that's why i come to you with this wonderful word of god we are actually privileged to be custodians of the revealed word of god and because of the love we have for you that's why we come to you and i want you to know that you're making it in jesus name if things have been hard for you this is the end of those difficulties. God is giving you grace to move to the next level of your life. But if there's sickness in your body, I rebuke it in Jesus' name. Be healed. There's, if there's depression in your life, I cast the spirit of heaviness out of your life. I bring you joy in the mighty name of Jesus. If there's any trouble in your marriage or relationship or family, I rebuke the spirit of contention and strife and disagreement and lack of communication or communication breakdown. And I send angels to help you communicate in a way that ministers grace to each other. In the mighty name of Jesus, whatever trouble you're going through, whatever issue it is, receive your miracle right now in Jesus' mighty name. I love you so very much. You're my family. You're my friend. You're amazing. You're wonderful. I look forward to talking to you again in the next season. I'll be coming up with something. I want to talk about the Holy Spirit. I started talking about the Holy Spirit. I want to finish everything about the Holy Spirit in the Bible. I've been in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12 talking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And I just finished the one on healing and baptism, which is tongues, really. I finished the one on tongues. So I'm going to move on to other things, maybe miracles, maybe discernment of spirits or something like that. The Spirit of God will guide me. Uh, you can also suggest to me the topics that you think I should tackle as I teach you this precious and wonderful and pure Word of God. Till next time. My name is Joseph Helen. Bye-bye.